hit record here. Hey, how are you going? I'm doing well, considering what we're talking about today, I'm doing about as well as can be expected. Yeah, um, do you feel like we should um, maybe just give out a little warning to my listeners and, and, and also like mum, if you are listening, please just don't. Okay, um, for the record, um, going with our older movie first thing, we will be talking about something else beforehand, but for later on, content warning, abortion, cannibalism, sexual abuse, and well, various other unpleasant things. And if, uh, by the way, if Zoom, if you're still monitoring this, has a problem with that, thank you, next. We're going to talk candidly about this like we do with every other thing. So bear in mind, this is going to get heavy later on down the road, but we'll ease into it first. Oh, yep, definitely. But seriously, mum, if you're listening, just don't. Okay. Um, so we picked a couple of uh, Hong Kong films today. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Hong Kong horror double feature, except the horror is a very... Almost directly opposing varieties. Yeah. We've got, we've got <laughs> One's the, the, the comedy horror. <laughs> and the other is. Just a freak my, show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let, let, let's start with the fun stuff first. Let's talk about your suggestion, Mr. Vampire. Yes, yes. I am so happy that you suggested this. Really? <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize just how happy I'd be, but. How to put it, considering everything going on and considering what this is paired with, I really appreciated the levity that this brought. Yeah, well, it, it certainly um, gave a... Just choose something that you normally do, please. So, yeah. Hey, sorry. Dealing with the kids um, at the same time. And uh, possibly attempting to try and cook dinner while we... Uh, or at least get it on while we chat too. Um, yes, it certainly um, provided a counterbalance. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I am surprised, though, that you enjoyed it. I really didn't. And not um, in the same way that I didn't enjoy the second film, just in a... Um, well, it wasn't funny. Um, <laughs> I, I I have to admit, I actually do get that. I didn't giggle as much with this, but I think that's more because, like, when we talk about this as comedy, we're talking about an action comedy. So, yeah. for, for, from my own perspective, the, the laughs were less fixated on, like, the, you know, the, like, you know, jokes in the actual dialogue, and more to do with how, like, comedy is staged as, like, a fight scene, for instance, which... Yeah. Almost reached like slapstick in how ridiculous they got at points, which honestly is part of the humor as far as I'm concerned. Like that like it's a very specific art to making like two people just punching the hell out of each other and turning that into something funny because not everyone is able to do it, or at the very least, not everyone is able to make it look intentional. Yeah. Um and I've actually seen um uh, other Hong Kong action comedies before, one of which um, I wanted to do for this, but I just couldn't, we just couldn't find it anywhere. And I love that film and it, and it's called The Duel and it's 
actually hilarious and it's a lot later. So I presume that these guys, I know that there's a big, um, there's a huge, there's a whole whole bunch of sequels that came after this one. So it kind oh, of, oh, yeah. there's five of these movies, yeah. which I'm ecstatic to hear about, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't tell me you're going to go and watch them all. Well, 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 see, the thing, like, this is another showing of like, yes, I do claim to be all about my film history and genres and whatnot, but I have a, I have a lot of like black holes as far as like my actual having seen these movies and Hong Kong Kung Fu movies are definitely one of those areas. Yeah, right. Like, uh, like, like I know bits and pieces, mostly, mostly because of like Wu-Tang Clan references, because yes, <laughs> suburban white kid. But um, I, and like, I get it in terms of like aesthetic, like, you know, the really hard and fast getting like fight scenes that usually take like a month to get done Hollywood way. They get done in like two, three days. So it's like, so it's a lot riskier for those actually doing the stunt work, but it also like has a very specific quality to it where it's just like every blow like really connects and it really looks like people are throwing down. Whereas with certain other films, it looks like, looks like a really bad day for professional wrestling. Like you clearly are like five feet away from, it's like that punch from, it's like that kick from Dolomite. Like that as like yeah, worst yeah, case yeah. scenario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and I get, obviously it's 1985. So it's, you know, it's, it's got that um, definitely, lacking um special effects um that you kind of get used to seeing but that aside i just didn't find the comedy funny the story was kind of like it got me a little bit in the beginning and then i was just like i did drama i went to a performing arts high school and i did drama in year 11 and 12 i don't know why because it was utterly hopeless at it but i did learn about like the origins of comedy um from Italy, so Commedia dell'arte. It's like a like a formula um, that they used, and there was always the same kind of um, joke. So the audience knew sort of what to expect from these particular characters. There was like four or five of them, and so it was. Um, it just for me, this movie felt like it had drawn just almost directly from that, and not kind of. Um, embellished on it at all and so you've got like the fool and the damsel in distress and the hero and all that sort of stuff that's kind of like you know really um original ideas and then just didn't really do much with them and in fact they felt well they felt very 80s and very um dated but but just kind of painful from a like it was so sexist and so just yeah i i definitely picked up on that like don't get me wrong ghost succubus isn't exactly something i'm going to immediately reject on principle but i definitely got aspects of that yeah. although i'd argue that's well aside from this being like mid 80s which I don't think it ever has been a properly great time for women in cultural history, any cultural history, but the 80s were not that. No. And, 
but um, yeah, I basically saw like the um, you know, th those attitudes as more of a side effect of how much the film delves with um, like cultural rituals, yeah. Yeah. Which, which reached a moment I personally cringed at when they went to a Western tea house. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like considering this was like during the time when um, Hong Kong was still occupied by the British because they seemingly loved to pull shit over on Asian countries. We know from experience. <laughs> and, 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 and like seeing them struggle with like, you know, with the sugar and the custard tarts, it's too, it's too sweet. Like, I, 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 I cringed at it a little bit, but only because I could easily see myself like at a proper like Chinese tea ceremony being equally as confused. Yeah. Like, or, like just being that out of my element. <laughs> And on, and on that basis, like, as far as, like, you know, a cultural artifact, that's mainly how I received this movie. And I had fun with it along those lines. If for no other reason, then I can officially say that this broke my jiang shit cherry. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, the, the, the hopping vampire zombie hybrids, which are apparently their own subgenre over in um China and Hong Kong, which is kind of amazing, quite frankly. Look, I and have to admit, I did love the actual vampires, the jumping, like, vampires, like, like that to me was pure genius. I was like, okay, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I see a really, a way to make that into a, a, actually a really good, funny horror. I, I quite like horror comedies. It's not that. I just didn't this one just missed the mark for me and I, and 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 for a variety of reasons which i've stated but um yeah mostly i think it was just a bit too dated not the actual spite scenes and stuff i could deal with that but just everything else about it <laughs> uh, fair enough i definitely get that this does feel like this very much feels like a product of its time yeah but uh, and I do get, like, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed that I wasn't laughing as hard yeah. as I probably should have been for a self-professed, you know, action comedy mm. horror movie. Mm. But again, like, the, you know, the action scenes kind of covered that area. And it, and it genuinely did get kind of creepy, especially what? when it got to, um, uh, what was his name, um, Man something? Um, the, um, the, the, the student of the... Man of the whole. Is, is it, uh, he, 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 yeah, him. When yeah. he was like slowly turning into a vampire, and yeah. it's like he needs to, to like clip his nails and like do dances on top <laughs> of a bed covered in sticky rice. Yeah, like that was honestly like the most fascinating part for me. Like, like you know, learning how cinema kind of you know expresses these kind of you know cultural norms, which honestly reached a point of unintentional religious pandering for me personally because i really got a kick out of the fact that the main characters are a are a taoist priest and his two disciples considering yeah. i am i am also a practicing taoist i didn't know that uh admittedly like my particular um side of taoism is less concerned with um the you know the spiritual mysticism side of things and more with life philosophy and like you know how to deal with the ups and downs that life presents okay um and I i'll refrain from saying any more because yeah. that belief is itself connected to a movie that i am hoping to bring up in a future episode so uh -huh. that's all i'm going to say on that 
Okay. But it was genuinely fascinating seeing, um, because um, like Taoist ritual specifically is very ingrained in um, the Jianxie um, aspect of Chinese folklore. And, and just seeing like all the different like ins and outs of it, like the chicken blood mixed with ink that's put on these bits of paper that you just smack on the on the um Jianxi's head to yeah. make it stop and they can be like directed like drones yeah, it's it, yeah it, it, it is honestly fascinating although that might just be because like as much as i like really love zombies and like um you know western vampire you know fiction there's only so much of it i can really look at about going like i've seen this before i can safely say that outside of um, Jiangxi showing up as the minion um, enemies in a season of Power Rangers. I haven't actually <laughs> seen um, stories like this, like intrinsically about them and a succubus who appeared for no real reason other than we need one of the main characters to be distracted for a period of time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just move them aside. That bit I totally get in regards to the sexism, especially since we never even get to know her deal because it keeps flip-flopping on like whether we're supposed to like sympathize with her or whether we're supposed to be afraid of her because she's going to draw the energy out of this guy. It was so random. I was like, huh, what? Oh, oh and speaking of random, the police officer, uh. he was like, in a film that is extremely like high energy and like really like slapsticky, he kind of like pushed that a little too far for me. And whenever he showed up, I was just like, don't you have somewhere else to be? Like a movie <laughs> that doesn't need you? Oh wait, you're already in one. <laughs> yeah, he was totally, totally annoying. And like, like, yeah, just, I think that was part of what I, when it started to go wrong for me. Um, Cause at the beginning when the, the first few scenes, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing on this. And then, when he came in and he was like, oh, we grew up together and, you know, blah, 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 and I've never even held your hand. And I was like, hey, aren't you guys cousins? And firstly, and also, like, can you... Oh, so there is a real connection between this and the next movie. <laughs> They're right. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Oh, I, I thought you meant... <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. More than one, yeah. So anyway, yeah, he was super, super annoying. I wasn't, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't vibe with this movie at all. But um, that's, you know, okay. Don't have to love everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, uh, I mean, like, I'm willing to bet that, like, considering in my, you know, my high school years, I went through a very heavy, like, Japanese genre movie phase. Yeah. I might have mentioned this before with stuff like, you know, Robo Geisha, Mutant Girl Squad, Tokyo uh -huh. Gore Police, Hell Driver, just like, anything Yoshihiro Nishimura made. Right. And I get the feeling that my appreciation for this runs along the same line, like not conflating Japan or China or even China and Hong Kong, because good God, that might be the worst timing ever for me to say that. Yeah. It, it's just as far as like stuff that exists outside of Western culture, which I am in so many embarrassing ways a product of, that I just find fascinating. And this is part of the reason why I love watching movies because like cinema is such a great platform for like showing all these different aspects of the culture that the filmmakers inhabit. It's for the same reason that like stuff like 
Mad Max is so fascinating to people over in America because right. on, a, on, on any given day, that essentially is what Australian society is like. <laughs> so it's, it's stuff like that. And, and admittedly, like, not all of Mr. Vampire works for me, but the fact that there are like four sequels to this and that I'm actually considering watching them at some point means that it must have done something right. Definitely. So I'm giving it a pass on that. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's probably all I've got for Mr. Vampire. Um, shall we move on to the more somber part of the evening? Yes. Let's get into um, what I like to call the other half of my dad's favorite party trick because it was always um, whenever we had guests over, whenever he had guests over, he'd always either bring up Bad Boy Bubby yep. or this movie. And having watched both of them, I totally, not only do I totally get why they would be linked, but I also totally get what he, why, like, he would bring them up. Because I get the feeling that he and I have very similar tastes in movies. Okay. <laughs> so do you think he was doing it for a bit of shock value? Like, oh, 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 undeniably. And okay. even knowing what this movie's about, just watching it, it's one of those movies where it's more horrifying because it doesn't feature so much outlandish stuff, but because it's so domestic. It's so, this could actually be happening. It's, it's, it's that's the terrifying part for me. Yeah, it's a whole lot of terrifying subtlety in this movie um, that, I, that I didn't even realize how much it had sunk its teeth into me until I realized like four days later I still I was still thinking about it like and I ha that hasn't happened like for a while my life's full of distractions you know not least rich two kids and the animals and a husband and all that but so it was interesting for me what a, what a creeper it really was and I think it's a, a really really well-made film from that perspective um, that I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it's something that you don't want to <laughs> be yeah. thinking about for four days later. Um, and I, I definitely um, wouldn't say that I would watch it again or that I loved it, but something about it definitely, um, I don't want to use the word enjoyed, but I, I, I appreciated um, it and I um, it was also really fucking disturbed. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and actually, fun fact, um, did you notice the one not um, Chinese name in the credits for this movie? Uh, no. All right, so the cinematographer is Christopher Doyle, a, an Australian expat who has done a lot of, of um, Chinese and Hong Kong cinema, and who, also, and who also worked on Rabbit Proof Fence. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, and, and, and it's just the way he captures everything here, like, it, it really is a kind of film where that combined with, like, the almost industrial, like, um, uh, you know, soundtrack it really like generates a lot of unease out of seemingly normal things like making food, eating food. Yeah, look, the, the, on that point, um, I barely even noticed that stuff um, because I was so 
overwhelmed with the sound. Yeah. The sound of the chopping and the, the chopsticks in the bowl. It was like they amplified every part of the um, pre preparation of the dumplings and the, eatings of the eating of the dumplings. Like they amplified that to like ridiculous levels yeah, just, and I felt ill every time. Yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, bear in mind, my mother is a huge um, binge watcher of mukbang um, videos on YouTube, okay. and, yeah. and, and and I'm actually curious to find out whether this movie would be the best or worst thing I could show her yeah. on that basis, uh -huh. because like it, 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 like it looks fine, but sounds disgusting. It's it's very rare for a film to actually get like something that vast of a reaction from. Exactly. And I was watching it on my laptop, so it wasn't like I had, you know, surround sound or anything like that. God, um, watching that in a cinema would be excruciating. Like if that I, was, I, I, was coming from behind me, I'd probably get off and walk out. I was like, this is too Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, when I watch movies at home, I always wear headphones. Oh, yeah. Which, for something like Mad Max Fury Road, gave me a better understanding of the whole thing. Yep. Whereas with this, it gave me an... It made me feel like I was way the hell too close to what yes. was going on. Yes, I, I, I'm glad I wasn't wearing headphones. And I did it because I knew that there were subtitles and I thought, well, I, can, I don't need to hear like all the dialogue so much. And it was late at night and I thought, oh, I can just um, watch it. But it's still, even then, it still came through so... It's so vibrant, unnecessarily vibrant. <laughs> yeah. Crunching. Oh, gross. Yeah, and I, I honestly get the feeling that this movie wouldn't work with like American filmmaking sensibilities. No. Because what it, because what it essentially is, is it's a massive parable about vanity yeah. and being unable to accept like, oh, I'm not as pretty as I used to be and taking the yeah. and the I hesitate to say an extreme measure to counteract that for three specific reasons <laughs> which which are partly explained in the film itself. First, there's the until recently appealed um, one child policy mm -hmm. in China, which means that, you know, ab abortion, like state funded abortion, state mandated abortion at the very least, was and likely, I'm willing to bet, still is a very prevalent thing. Mm -hmm. There's also the rampant bullshit of the pharmaceutical industry in regards to beauty and, yep. having, and having like lists of of like you know in, quote unquote ingredients to read like something out of a witch's brew <laughs> most of which don't do anything although <laughs> it is not uncommon to see actual human placenta as one of those ingredients that's true that's true and then there's also how um sort of in relation to the second one there's also the notion of like the woman as baby factory yeah. As just no, like you must give birth, will protect the right for the fetus to be born. But once it's born, it has to fend for itself. I'm sorry if pro lifers are offended by that, but this is heavy shit. Yeah. I'm meeting it in kind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of disturbing um, motifs in here. And, but also, 
you know, the, the I guess the writer and the filmmakers point was was to to address that 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 kind of stuff and I guess the um the irony of of the situation I, I'm trying I'm trying really hard here to um manage to talk about this without I don't know it's it's yeah Probably not the best food preparation conversation to be well, having. I decided to abandon. I've come back out. I decided to abandon making dinner. I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. I know, right? <laughs> it's this, and and what, what, I think like the most peculiar thing about this for me, like beyond obvious, yeah. is that like for for a film that's so intrinsically like this film's plot cannot exist without abortion mm. it doesn't really make that hard of a statement as to like pro-life versus no 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 like it's a part of life like that it's just something that you know yeah 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 like the, the closest it gets to making like an actual statement on like whether it's right or wrong to do such things like beyond like the superficial you know eating the fetus will make me younger thing which yeah is its own kettle of fish. Oh. There's also the um, the uh, the the fifteen year old yeah. who who approaches um Aunt May to. Terminate. I was never not well. Here's a, a quick di um diversion. Yeah. I could never not hear the term Aunt May without thinking I was about to see Spider Man versus the Joseph Fritzl abortion cannibals. <laughs> Which wouldn't even be the most insane thing Spider-Man's gone against. But sidetrack. So with that, with that whole thing, like the notion of like the because the fetus is born out of out of incest from an underage mother mm, and yeah, like yeah. something like five months into term, yeah. like for something that makes it more potent. Oh god, I know stuff. And oh, no. yeah, I <laughs> We watched this thing. I'm willing to bet that the people who are listening to this most likely haven't. So be thankful I'm only being as specific as this. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess we haven't really given away... Well, maybe we have. Is this... Uh, 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 do I need to put a spoiler alert at the beginning, do you reckon? Well, here's the thing. It's explained at the beginning, if you're aware enough. So basically, the whole... Th the, the, the titular dumplings are sold by... Aunt May, spelt M-E-I. I'm saying that out loud so I can mentally separate the two. It's <laughs> game distracting. Um, who who who, who sells dumplings that are meant to make a make a person younger, you know, bring life back to them. Mm. And the secret ingredient is aborted fetuses. Yeah. Yeah, and and what's weird is that this like the dumplings aren't even the only time we see people eating aborted fetuses. Oh, like, yeah! Um, that, like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, Mr. Lee, um, I think it's called, um, I, I'm not sure if this is the exact one, but I think it's balut, which is basically aborted duck fetus, yeah. which is considered a delicacy. Yeah. And knowing how delicacies tend to be bandied around as, this is the shit only the tourists try because they don't know any better, I'm airing on the side of that was put in as as kind of like 
And actually eating seed, seeds on its own is a prevalent thing throughout the film because Aunt May keeps yeah, yeah. eating those damn seeds. Yeah, no, it's so annoying. And the crunching. And that's what I mean in regards to like the most horrifying thing is how normal this all is because no. through its depiction of like, you know, the cultural landscape and actually looking at the different meanings of like, you know, eating seeds, it really shows that it's astonishingly, horrifyingly not unusual for this shit to be happening because to a certain degree, it already is. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, that makes me like freak out and I, I, I don't, I don't want to think um, about that. <laughs> just like, and, I'm just going gonna... to... And that is what the best horror movies do. Exactly. Like, you can shove as much like blood and gore on the screen Although, admittedly, this does get quite graphic in regards to the yeah. secret ingredient itself. Like, holy shit. Yeah. But... Oh, God, I know. But it's Not the... Not part of this film, but if we haven't already made that clear. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's more like the idea of this stuff. Especially That's with, um, like, just see, like, just the opening scene of Aunt May... Um, preparing the dumplings like even before it's hinted at yep. that you know that's what's in them because of the music and the you know and the framing of the camera it you feel bad watching it already and it's not until a little further on that it's discovered oh wait there's a reason why we feel we're not supposed to feel good about this yeah there's a reason you feel creeped out here yeah where yeah. i know look it's very well done um and it Obviously, you know, is well. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. So, ten points for originality. I'm not sure um, you necessarily need to go that far to um, be, be original, but you know, it's it's a, an interesting premise. And like I said, I didn't enjoy it on, but on a level, I've. I certainly was was drawn in, and um, and I and I definitely didn't get bored, which is a big problem at the moment for me with films. Is I get really distracted, and I go, I could be doing something else right now. Um, uh, it's a side effect of being stuck inside during lockdown. I yeah. went through the exact same thing with both yeah. of these movies, oddly enough. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I I um I. Wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but if you uh, want to be shocked, then go for it. And, well, it, um, in fairness, I think selling it on like shock value is doing it a bit of a disservice because while it is certainly shocking to the point where I knew what it was about going into it and I still felt chills all the way through watching it, hmm. this is the kind of film that's like, I tend to separate horror movies into like two different categories. There's like Halloween horror, the yep. stuff that you like break out when you got like a party, um, got a, you know, you got a party, you got a bunch of friends over and you want something scary but fun. Yep. And then there's the more, the, then there's the, then there's the darker side of things where you're actually right. Saying you enjoy it is a poor choice of words, but yep. it's something that you like feel instinctually. It's almost like, Really bypasses the brain and goes right into like the lizard brain, like that instinctual part of you that just goes, 
No! Just freaks the fuck out when, it, when it's confronted with something that it would rather not be thinking about. And right. dumplings are certainly that. Yeah. I, I, all right, I'll replace shocking with disturbing. Then. Yes, it is very if disturbing. If you disturbed, then this is the yeah. thing <laughs> And And, 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 and uh, again, it's not like shock value. It's not disturbing no. for no. the sake of being disturbing. It's no. couched in so much like cultural, socioeconomic, and gender politic that it, again, the horrifying thing is how plausible it makes the main idea. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm creeped the hell out saying that as well. <laughs> and yeah, like, and, and this kind of thing where no matter how disgusting we make it sound, the film itself sounds even worse. And that honestly is the most striking part about it. Definitely. It's the fact that it's like it's like an ASMR video from hell. Absolutely, yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Oh my god. All right. Well, um, I think that pretty much sums it up for me, unless you've got any final statements. Um, uh, sorry to anyone we might have scared off <laughs> in the process of this. Uh, come back, honest. Next time it won't be as scary. No, we'll we haven't we'll decided what we're doing up. next year. <laughs> We're going to go back to, to our Adam Sandler days. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll be doing that. <laughs> Not just yet, at least. All right. Well, um, thanks uh, for that. And uh, good to talk to you. I'm going to press stop record. Um, oh, yeah. There. Okay. <laughs>